Welcome to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks. This week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine. Of course, shock to life by Rely On Lithium Batteries. Tailor-made lithium giving you the most power to help you make the most of your time on the water. Check them out. RelyOnBattery.com. Use code Angler's Channel for 10% off and free shipping. KG, seen a lot of folks asking the old lithium question across the boards here lately, across the social medias, the book of faces, the grams, wanting to know who's got the best. And we talk about them, but the thing about it is, is we've been running these for, what, two years now? Well yes. before they ever became a sponsor. We were talking about them. And... Um, so a lot of folks asking about the old the old lithiums on online here lately. Well, you know, I, I'm guessing a lot of that is the fact that you know more anglers are are starting to run them and they're starting to hear more of the testimonies of of what they bring. But you know, early on, and it's been several years now, but you know, there were a lot of stories out there of you know incidents happening and this and that. Oh, and I saw of, one. I saw so one in all its glory happen years ago. Kind of gave so. people a a bad taste of you know lithium batteries but you know and, and there's a lot of different ones out there the key the key really is finding the company that's that's reliable i mean yeah. relying is reliable yeah. they've been doing it a long time they make batteries for a lot of we're just we're just a part of their business sure. they make batteries for all kinds Everything. of things so this is not their first rodeo and in the two years that i've run them they've been absolutely incredible yeah like be way beyond my expectation. I, th they proved it to me. I, I doubted them, and they proved it to me. Sure, sure. So, no, dude, I'm with you. It's it's a good product. If you're thinking about jumping on the uh, lithium bandwagon, I mean, you can buy something else. It may work. It may not. I don't know. We do know that Mercury has approved Rely On to, uh, to be a starting battery for them. So guys saying you can't run one or you can't run them both in both places, lithium and charging in or for cranking in for trolling, you can. We do. And uh, it works really well for us. A lot of guys do. Patrick Walters. Um, Jake, uh, what's his name? Come on, David. Give it to me. Uh, Whitaker? Yeah, Whitaker. Thank you. Um, Jacopo? 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 Jacopo. Jacopo. Sorry, David, my translation guy down here uh keeping me straight those guys run them they rely on them obviously uh you know just look at the top leaderboard you got guys that my, are doing my, well with them my friends here in north alabama who know him well just call him jack jack okay <laughs> i i prefer to call him jack but it's you know it I, i'll go with jack so we gotta have jack on the show here for too long we gotta we gotta get that done i know he's got some things up his sleeve for 2022 so excited to hear about that um of course i'm chris brown along with social media ninja mr david shong is that right david shong so <laughs> also no i told you already <laughs> and uh and and of course just hey, just yo, dx grover. dx is a lot easier yeah i like dx and so hey, yo, grover. of course english channel insider kenneth grover up there in the upper right hand upper left hand corner um got some stuff coming for the pod in the Ooh. next few weeks probably first november about a month we'll have some new stuff coming 
Um, got some uh, got some new intros, got some new outros, got a few things going that uh, David got a little sneak peek of one of them the other day. But uh, if you wondered why I asked how to pronounce your name via text, because I had to relay to this guy how to pronounce your name via text, right? Because he sent me the uh, he sent me the um, the voiceover, and he's like, "Pretty sure I screwed that one up." And I'm like, "Well, you did, but it's okay. We'll fix it." So, and he did, and uh, it's going to sound really good. So, got some new intros, got some new music, got some few things coming here uh, down the pike to make this show seem a little bit more than just your standard old fishing podcast, right, KG? So, working on that. Uh, I mentioned this last week. I did an interview. Did did the first episode of Lies, Legends, and Legacies last week. And um, what I thought might be like a 45-minute to an hour-long deal, no, I got to cut this one down. It's about a buck 30, so <laughs> I had to work this one down. But great first guest on the show. Dove into a lot of cool stuff uh, about his, um, you know, his career. He started late in his career. I won't give any secrets out just yet, but... Uh, Got some stuff going with that. That's probably going to be later this month as well as uh, I am checking out. In about a week and a half, I am checking out like I usually do in October. But this time I'm really checking out, David. I am. Uh, we're going back on the cruise boat. We're going to get on the big ship. I don't think they run lithium batteries on this boat, KG, but whatever they run, they're big. I can promise you that. But I'm um, going to jump on the old cruise boat out of uh, – Port Canaveral, I think, and we're going to be gone for about seven days. And I had a lady today ask me, well, where are you going? Are you excited? I'm like, I don't care where it goes. I say this every year. I don't care where it goes. We're there for the boat, for the food, for the drinks, for my wife. And phone don't work. Email don't work. You can text. You can call. I'm not going to answer. I'm not even going to have it turned on. Uh, my wife brings hers just so she can take pictures. And I used to bring a GoPro so I can do that as well. Might take a big camera, David. I hadn't decided yet. But uh, going on a cruise week after next, we'll have a show that week. We'll just record it early and get you guys squared away. That'll be the weekend. Well, the weekend of the Smith Lake Open is when I leave. So Kenneth's grinning like he, he's excited for me to be gone for a little while. So <laughs> No, not really. Not I'm, just, really. I, I'm just wondering why David and I don't get the keys for a week. You can have them. David, ha- David has the little key, right? He's got the key to the door. That's it. He ain't got the ignition key. He got the key to the door. Y'all, dude, if y'all want it, y'all can run it, dude. You can do it through the Zoom machine. You, y'all can have it. I would gladly pass the buck on this deal because um, I got a lot going on. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm you know, bigger than a one arm paper hanger. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, we're it's it's good. We're we're busy. How was uh, how was y'all's weekend, KG? I mean, you. How, what did you do this weekend? You had a big weekend somewhere, didn't you? What'd you do? Uh, I spent Saturday on the lake, and then Sunday I tried to do as little as possible. Okay. So I didn't go to Arkansas? Uh, no. Okay. That, got, that, got that got canceled last minute. <laughs> <laughs> that got canned last minute. I understand that. So did you catch anything? Did you have a good day? Um, I caught quite a few fish, but nothing nothing the size of what I was looking for. Where did you go? Did you go to Wheeler or did you go to Gunnerville? Gunnersville. And so what's happening on Gunnersville right now? I'm going tomorrow for a little Toyota media deal. So tell me what uh, tell me what I can expect tomorrow when I go. Um, well, it's, the water's been changing so much. I mean, when, when we had the rain last week, the water came up. Well, it's twice it's actually come up and come down. Gotcha. But it's it's as low now as, as it's been since last winter. Really? I mean, it, it, it's come down 
almost two and a half feet from what it was like four, four or five days ago. Oh, wow. Okay. But, uh, you know, and, and when we get these rains, the water, water gets a lot of color to it. So there are a lot of areas that have a lot of color to it, but it's pretty much flushing out now. should be pretty consistent. So um, I had another friend that was on the water Saturday, fishing area Saturday morning, didn't get by, and he's fished there the last two afternoons and it's caught fish. So it's kind of the way Gunnersville's gotten. It's, it's all about timing. Uh, and the conditions being right. If you get in the right air at the right time, you can catch them pretty good. If you're if you miss the timing, then it's like there's not a fish in the lake. Sure, sure. No, understand that. Understand that. David, how about you? Did you do any fishing this past weekend? No fishing. We'll see about this coming weekend, but uh, no fishing this weekend. Just spend time with the wife and kids, just to get it in before. I don't know. Do some stuff outside before it gets cold outside. I was gonna say, you know, winter's coming, so you're gonna spend <laughs> a lot of time with the wife and kids when it snows, right? It indoors but uh we decided to go outside <laughs> do some stuff outside <laughs> <laughs> that uh that's that's some good stuff my wife decided we got up saturday morning. we're gonna go we're gonna go to the lake on saturday and uh okay. we got up we're going to breakfast at a little hole in the wall that we go to down here close to the house and um <clears throat> big sign by one of the neighborhoods that says community yard sale. She goes, hey, pull in here. Let's just drive through, right? She, she's a little thrifty. We'll drive through and check things out, right? Stop in the state sale. She bought a few things. Bought me a funeral jacket, David. I don't know if it's to bury me in or for me to wear it to a funeral. She never answered that question. But it was a nice sport coat, it, right? It may just okay. be whichever comes first. Exactly. Which I have a feeling it's probably going to be my funeral. But um, uh, here lately. But uh, so, yeah, got me a funeral jacket and we got looking around. And then uh, a friend of hers called and said, hey, come down here and look at the uh, check out some stuff at a friend of mine's house. She's not doing the garage sale, the yard sale thing, but she's selling a lot of stuff. She's moving, right? Going to sell some stuff. So I walked in and friend of ours was looking at a desk and we were looking at it with her and saying, yeah, nice desk. And of course my wife pipes up. Well, what else you selling? She goes, well, you know, I really hadn't planned on selling anything. About 10 minutes later, she comes back into the room where I was sitting and she says, you need to go home and get the trailer. We got a busy day. And I said, what about the lake? She says, nope, cancel that. We're working today. So I move furniture all day and, um, yeah, I got furniture. I got plenty of furniture. There is a price for everything. There really is. But I got plenty of furniture. I don't know what's going on, but I got plenty of it, but I got more now, right? So did that and um, hung out Sunday and did a few things. And so, um, yeah, good weekend. So good weekend for all. Great weekend for uh, – we'll talk about the winners here in just a little bit on the you pick but great weekend for our buddy David Williams, Jacob Fouts, and Josh Douglas coming home with the uh, Southern Open win, David Williams wins the Angler of the Year on that side. Former elite, fishing the FLW Tour. Uh, sounds like from social channels, he may be looking to come back to the elites. Jacob Fouts, college champ a few years ago, worked his way up through the Opens. He's qualified for the elites. Josh Douglas, longtime Opens pro, long times FLW or pro circuit pro, excuse me. Um, and, uh, great dude from up North. He can catch some smallmouth on Mille Lacs I've seen, but uh good dude. Wife's an incredible photographer. looks like he's got the invitation going as well. So you, somebody, one of y'all sent me a text. Like, I mean, there's 400 texts a week coming from out of this group, but there was a text about what they've got two weeks after the last open to declare. Is that right? Is that what I heard? 
Yeah, so that was uh, from me. I sent that. That was uh, the article from Such on Mike Iaconelli's decision about whether or not he's going to accept the invite for next year. So Speaking of which, from. what was his big announcement last Thursday? Did he make an announcement? Yes, he did. Uh, nothing related to his professional fishing career necessarily, oh, but he did announce that his TV show My World got picked up for another season from Discovery. Now, so, David. Yes, having your own TV show is a part of being a professional fisherman. It really is. It really is. A big major part. Can be. It, it somewhat is, but well, not the professional fishing part that I guess 99.9% of the people out there waiting for. Yeah, tournament. <laughs> that's right. Well, it's interesting you say that because stepping away from the Open for just a second, we know Mike qualified through the Northern Opens. Uh, did he, he, uh, finished third, right? Or they were all tied basically is what happened. So yeah. we're actually going to have Mike on the show later on this week. And if he gives us any breaking news, we might release a second episode this week. If he doesn't, it'll come out next Tuesday. So, but, uh, going to have him, actually, we'll probably, we'll probably put it out. You know what we're going to do? We're going to put this one out Monday morning, uh, the fourth, because we're going to talk about his TV show, the renewal of it and all that good stuff. So We'll uh, we'll have Mike on later on this week. Couldn't get him on today. He's actually uh, filming with Zona, I think, right now. Hope that was okay to say. If not, it said. So, um, but filming with Zona a couple of days this week. So we're gonna pick him up when he gets home on Thursday this week. We'll do an interview. So find out a little more. We'll poke him prod, see if we can't get him. We'll we'll butter him up with the TV stuff, right? You know how good it is, how much we love it. Congratulations on the renewal. And then we'll hit him with the hard stuff, right, KG? You know, pay well, what you're doing you know, next year, damn it. So the last time we had him on, it was a really, really good interview. He was very relaxed, very outgoing. I mean, if we kind of get him in that staging in where he's re- very relaxed and calm, who knows what we might pull out of? I've already asked Becky to start the pregame early, right? So let's get him pregame about one. Let's start that that flow, right? Get the <laughs> get the get the 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 adult drinks going. Let's start the pregame early and see if we can't uh, get him drunk enough to talk about what he's going to do next year. And kind of go over there. Kitty might love you, but I still would like to know. Uh, so, Becky may be the one to put the brakes on him. Oh, she might. You're right. You're exactly right. <laughs> it's kind of funny, though, because, you know, I know Mike well. I, I've reached out to him, and he responds, and we talk. But it's funny because the um, uh, the rep group, the I'm sorry, the PR agency for Pure Fishing reached out and said, hey, can you have Mike on your show? And I'm like, dude, we'd love to. Absolutely. You want me to reach out to him? Like, no, we'll go through the proper channels, which include Becky. And I'm like, guys, I know them all. We'll we'll get to that. You just let me, I'll take care of it from there. But congratulations, David Williams, Jacob Fouts, and Josh Douglas on winning. But I got a question, right? So Cody, well, the winner, right, the guy that won, he has not fished all three Southerns, right? So while he won, he can't go to the classic, correct? No. Okay. So Tyler Rivette, is that who got in? I who, believe so. Who's in? I, I, I screenshotted the I, I screenshotted it on the uh, off the book of faces the other day. So Rivette gets in, I believe. Yep, Tyler Rivette gets in. So I guess I'm confused about Polemic. He got in through the elites, right? So it still didn't it the went in the open, he didn't fish all three. He's okay. All right, so Rivette Rivette climbs in behind Scott Martin because he climbed in because of whoever won um the one prior to that, right? The central, 
right? One of the Canadians. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So um, Chris Johnston, so or Cody Johnston, so he got in through that. So Martin's in. Tyler Rivette slides in. Uh, we're gonna have to have like one of these sliding scales right on the website on who's in, who's out, and then who you know who leapfrog where they started, where they came from. You know what? I'm not gonna do that. My my head hurts too much math this week. I'm not gonna do it. But uh, so Rivette gets in. Congratulations to him. That's a big uh, big accomplishment for him. He's gonna look forward to that. And then of so course, sorry, two more opportunities then, right? He does. Got, yeah, uh, Smith Lake, and then. Uh, uh, Oklahoma. Smith Lake next week, and then a couple of weeks off, and then Grand Lake the week yep. after that, or actually a week off, then Grand Lake after that. So those will be up. Um, I think that is the Central. They've only had one event. Joey Nania won it, so he's still leading the points there, right? Um, the Opens Angler of the Year. These are the guys that are fishing everything. Uh, on the open, spot, open side, Poroznik got a nice little cushion, 1171 to 1124 over Tommy Williams, uh, who's in second. And then Sam George, who's moved up to third, had a great event on Norman. It was funny because I've been on Norman, not fish much, but I've been on Norman. And David, I was watching y'all's text while I was moving furniture the other day. And it's like, man, I, I think I guessed too high, right? I think we all were all over, which, yeah. But, you know, I think. This is this is slow, right? Is this t- what, is this typical? What's going on? And yeah, I mean it's Norman. It's you know it's like fishing out of your bathtub, but um, so yeah. But Dice K, working on that one. Aoki um, and Masayuku Masayuki Masashita. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> wait for our international show later on this year. That's going to be good. Those guys are tied in fourth and fifth with ten eighty eight. Then John Garrett ten forty four. Uh, Panger, Matt Panger right now in eighth at 10:27. So it's a long shot, but anything can happen over the course of these next two events with Smith and Graham. Man, so. Yeah, those are still stacked up. If they've got if they've got a, a good many boats in both of those tournaments, man, there there still could be some movement going on. You know, I like Andrew Upshaw. He's in ninth at 10:22. Our buddy Joel Willard down in 12th at 9.86. Still a long shot, but if you win it, you win one of the two, dude, you're going to the classic, right? And that's just in that's just in the overall uh opens angler of the year. That's not, that's not including that that's not in the southern. So, got to look back and see where those guys are on on the I'm sorry, the central side of things. But um yeah, so good stuff there. Looking forward to to seeing that come to the come to an end. Not because I'm tired of fishing, but basically I'm just, you know, there's a lot going on and I'm ready to I'm ready to get actually I'm ready to tune up our new VO for David's new show or the resurgence of his show, the Anglers Channel Insider Rookie Podcast with your host, David Zhang. So that's that's what I'm I'm looking I'm looking I'm ready for him to get that show going again so we can get these rookies on, have a little fun talk about it, and then uh, go from there. So let's look at the centrals real quick. We know Nania's leading because he won the points uh, or won the um, that op- the, the first one. Lonnie Cochran, John Garrett, one, two, and three right there. Dice K, he's in sixth. Brent Crow's in eighth. Dude, I'm pulling for some Brent Crow in that one. That's going to be – I've talked to Brent. I've talked to um, uh, uh, jo- uh, Jordan Wiggins, who's in 21st after that one. And dude, they make it. They're going. They're like, see ya. They gone. Right. So that could be. Um, they're ready to take on that challenge. 
and get that rolling. So that's going to be uh, that's going to be fun to watch. So we do have a fun show for you guys. And I reached out to a couple of people. Both of them got back to me, but this one got back to me faster, and it's a little different uh, interview than we've had in the past. Excited to welcome in just a little bit here, Andrew Laborg, your two-time Toyota winner out west. Not only two-time, but back-to-back out west from the Delta to the Havasu. We're going to talk to him, get him on. Young guy. Uh, we've not had a Western guy in a while, so we'll talk to him, see what's uh, going on out west, and uh, talk to him a little bit. So that's going to be a good show, uh, good interview there. Uh, we'll do that. Then we'll do the U Pickums. U Pickums got a big twist this month. Boy, I tell you what, this is um, this is really, really pretty interesting. I mean, y'all are going to be like, you're going to. KG's going to scratch his head because this is the first month in, God, eight or nine months KG actually played all four weeks. So, <laughs> you know, it was pretty impressive. But uh, now he may have been the last guy in. He ain't going to win no tiebreakers, David. But by God, he played, right? He played. I'm giving everybody else a chance at the tiebreaker. <laughs> well, there's one guy that did not give everybody a chance on the tiebreaker. So we'll uh, we'll have that one in here in just a little bit. Uh, but it was a pretty neat deal. We had one dude come out of nowhere on this deal. So it's uh, really, uh, really pretty cool. So uh, we'll have that coming up here in just a minute. And then um, – We'll, uh, yeah, we won't, we won't, we ain't gonna waste no time tonight. We're gonna get you guys back on the water here pretty quick. So, a quick little break. We come back. Andrew Lobor, I'm gonna be with us. Hey, Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake. That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code anglerschannel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mention they also offer fast and free shipping? You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. And we're brought to you by our friends at 
Pro charging systems. Like Ken and I talked about earlier, the future of marine charging systems is here. Find out more, dualpro.com. Excited to welcome in your Toyota Western winner, not only from the Delta, but also Havasu this past weekend. Andrew Loberg, bud, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on uh, today. It's, uh, it's been a wild ride the last couple months. I, I can only imagine. I, I read the article today from MLF, and you were saying you're still – you're still riding the high from the Delta, aren't you? Yeah, because, I mean, since I was a little kid, winning like a major tournament like that's always been a dream of mine. So being able to uh, put the Delta and get the W there uh, was really just an awesome experience. And then going to Havasu, you know, I mean, you kind of start over. It's a new tournament. You still got to catch five each day. And, and so we not only win the Delta and then win Havasu back-to-back, it's uh, been pretty crazy. Absolutely. So – this isn't a job interview, so I can ask this question. You talk about since you were a kid. How old are you? Because you look like a kid online. Sorry. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I'm 27, um, so still fairly young. <laughs> you don't look a day over 17, and, and be honest with you. I, know, I, I, get, that, I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that, I guess that's a good thing. It is. It, it really is. Question real quick about uh, about the Delta before we get into Havasu. I was looking at your standings and your results, and – the Delta in May uh, kind of kicked your butt a little bit, but then in August, obviously, you know, some big days there uh, to win that event. What was the major difference between the Delta in May and the Delta in August? Yeah, the Delta in May can be really tricky as far as, you know, because a lot of those fish are going up to spawn. So you do have, you know, pre-spawn uh, and post-spawn fish in that in that tidal chain. Uh, I I. I felt like going into that tournament, first tournament, I was on to a little deal, uh, you know, throwing reaction in the morning when the tide was up. And then being able to, you know, finesse and throw Sanko and whatnot when that tide slipped out. But I really just never got a, got a big bite. And I kind of, what happened with me was I, I kind of ran my tide wrong uh, the first day. I had a little bit better day the second day. But I just didn't, I just didn't uh, run around, you know, run that kid right. And, it, you know, that that tide on the delta i mean you got to hit it at the right time or it's not going to work out but you know being that august tournament a lot different conditions summertime you need that current cool water running through and that fishery you know changes so much so it was really you know fishing a whole different river being that you know full post bonds fish were feeding um so i was able to adjust a little bit and uh was able to succeed on that one that second tournament Okay. So coming in the second tournament, um, obviously looking to make a move there, but then Havasu, I mean, did you think coming in, you could win back to back? No, but there's always, uh, I I mean, I never, ever put it out of my mind that I'm not going to win a tournament. That's why you sign up for them. But Havasu has always been tricky to me because the last few times I've been there, um, it's always been in the early spring. And, you know, I've had some success there before, but I've only fished up Lake Havasu in the springtime. So what was cool for me was it was almost like a whole new lake to me. You know, I, I kind of just erased everything, all my waypoints I had prior and was like, hey, this is a whole new lake, whole new conditions. Let's just attack it differently. And that's kind of what I did. Uh, and, and it set up really nice to what I like to do. Okay. All right. Um, Kenneth, you want to get into patterns and details there? 
Yeah, now I did a little bit of reading on, on Havasu, and it looks like Havasu has some grass in it. And where we're from, we're very familiar with grass, but there's a lot of different <laughs> kinds of grass. Can you tell us a little bit of, about what kind of what type of grass was in Havasu, and what was the water depth of that grass? Yeah, so when we when we first got there, uh, four or five four days prior to the tournament, water temperature was in the morning was at like 81, 82, so it was pretty hot. But the week, couple weeks prior, there were some uh, warm spells that came in. Obviously, it's the desert, and it, it was like 115 degrees outside for like two weeks straight. I mean, it was crazy hot, and I heard temperatures upwards to like close to 90 uh, on the main lake. So those fish were definitely, uh, you know, kind of conditioned in that warm water. And then as the tournament, you know, the practices uh, went on. Nights started getting a little cooler. The, the the highs were, you know, just over 100, you know, high 90s. Wow. So water temperature was cooling down a little bit. But I don't know the specific, you know, the, the name of the grass, like, like scientific name or a common name for it. But uh, Roy Hawk mentioned on stage, and I kind of went with that, is there's a – the two types of grass that I was focusing on, which is kind of the majority of it anyhow in that lake, is one that he called hay grass, which is basically a thin, uh, and it grows taller grass and, you know, bigger bundles of it. Uh, and then this other one he called sticky grass, which is a lot thicker, like uh, almost similar to like milfoil, but didn't have the flower on it. But it, was, it had almost like these little spines on the grass, which is really cool. But with that type of grass, when you roll a chatterbait or a centerbait or a crankbait through it, you can rip it through it, and it, it rips through clean. And sometimes on that hay grass, it'll rip through clean, but it'll it'll hang up pretty good uh, on the fill of your crankbait or chatterbait. But those were kind of the two main grasses I was kind of targeting, and they kind of range from you know that five foot all the way up to twenty foot. Granted, the Havasu and Colorado River chain, like Mead and the Mojave and, and Havasu as well. Very, very clear fishery, so that grass will grow in pretty deep water. Okay. Okay. Talk to us a little bit about the, your bait selection, what you caught your fish on. I, I, I know you were doing something a little bit unique, a little different. So, you know, try to tell us uh, what you were doing and how you came to, came about to, to do that. Yeah, so I kind of targeted more, in my mind, these fish were still in the, the summer summer mode instead of the fall. Um, so I kind of stuck in the main lake and I started grassing around on some main points, main and secondary points where fish would kind of school up and bait. And I noticed in, uh, when I found some grass, I noticed some bait, bait balls kind of schooled up over top of them and tying up a few crankbaits, chatterbaits and spinnerbaits and whatnot, you know, kind of trying to mimic that bait fish. I, I kind of figured that when I, when I found the crankbait deal, I, I caught a couple doing it, and I'm like, well, if I can catch them on a crankbait, you know, with this wind and what have you, I wonder if I could slow down with a, you know, a heavier chatterbait or spinnerbait and kind of slow down and get them to react. And I tried doing that, and they just did not want to want to commit. So I picked that crankbait back up, and honestly, I think with the pressure and everything going on, uh, because there were consecutive tournaments, you know, back-to-back weekends, and a lot of boats on the water. And I think what happened was with the crankbait, you really just had to fish it all day and make them react to it and, you know, fish it as hard as you can because slowing down, they just didn't want to eat, really. Uh, you could still see, you know, on, on live scope, uh, the bait balls, you know, fish kind of suspended near them, but you really had to burn that crankbait past them to make them eat. Okay. 
Now, I think I read that, that you were actually doing a, a ripping technique and you were ripping it so hard that at times you, you would actually break your line doing it. Explain that to us. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that happened a couple of times, not all the time, but I mean, I'd literally, you know, that Rapala, I'd, I'd cast that as far as I could and I'd just crank that thing as fast as I can with a 7 3 to 1 uh, dial of Tula. And I'd literally get it down in that grass and, and just pump my rod as hard as I could. And a lot of the times when I would get bit was it jerking right out of that grass. Uh, granted, it's that those fisheries have quagga mussels, and sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll nick your line, you know, if they hit some rock and what have you. So I really had to retie quite often, um, even if I didn't really feel a nick of my line. But that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of what happened was if I broke my line, it, it was just from those quaggas hitting it. Gotcha. Now, what the water being as clear as it is, do you think those fish feed a lot on sight and maybe the, the quicker retrieve is what kind of triggered that? It didn't give them as much time to look at the bait and realize it wasn't real? Yeah, but those fish are so accustomed to the clear water uh, to where I, I honestly don't think that the crankbait really was, uh, you know, hindering them from eating it. I think it was just fully a reaction and whether it be slick and or windy they would they would eat it but it, you know you'd have to get it in front of the face i think because you know you look at all, a lot of the weights that were coming in and you know I, I i caught i landed five fish the first day i landed seven the next day and then i probably caught and landed 12 the last day because i just stayed in my area kind of beat them up but it wasn't like it was on fire where there was a pool of them and i'd get like you know 10 or 15 at a time uh, it was kind of like ones and twos every hour. So it was just really just putting that crank in your hand and going to work. Okay. So, so you were kind of saving your area of knowing that it was a multi-day tournament the first couple of days. Yeah, exactly. And luckily I didn't really have much boat pressure around me. So when I caught my limit the first day, I had 19 pounds. I knew that was a good bag. And granted that lake kicks out multiple 20 pound bags every year. And I'm like, I just got to get out of here and save these fish and kind of go practice in a sense and just see if I can find anything else. And I think fortunately for me, I didn't really find much else. So I didn't have to run around much. Uh, and then the second day, I probably had my limit by about 10, and I left that. And I knew just going into day three, I didn't find anything else. You know, the first two days of the tournament, I did find stuff in practice that I fished, and I just could not get sit there in the tournament. Other stuff. Uh, but in that last day, I'm like, let's just put the troll motor down on that one area, that like, you know, half mile or three quarter mile long area. Go to work. Andrew, is there any, I, I've been to Havasu one time, is there any fear of these guys running these big boats at 100 miles an hour not seeing you at some point on, on that river? Uh, Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Like Saturday was pretty busy, but it, it, that place, I'll tell you what, it gets, uh, it gets pretty crazy. I know a lot of, there's probably, you know, there's a handful of accidents each year out there, but most of the time everyone's out in the middle of the pool kind of messing around. Sure. Uh, if you're kind of close to the bank, it's, it's not too bad. But that was my first time in September because normally we're there in like February, March, and all the out-of-towners and stuff aren't really there, so it's somewhat quiet. But that summertime going into the fall, it's, it's pretty wild. Everyone hits the river. Yeah, we were there. I was there with the elites a number of years ago, and um, those – you know, it was in the spring, but they was those guys were just starting to get out, and it was it was pretty crazy then. So that's uh, oh, oh. That, that's a yeah, pretty cool deal. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's that's wild. Yeah. So nineteen oh nine on day one, had you in second. 
Um, so obviously in the back of your mind, you're thinking, dude, I can go back to back, right? 18-10 on day two moves you up to the lead. So any pressure going out on day three? Uh, a little bit, you know, because you get all your buddies texting you and calling you. You're like, oh, you're going back to back and this, this, and that. And I'm like, hey, we just got to go out there and catch five. And, you know, I, I've fished tournaments pretty much all my life. And I just, I try to just eliminate all that pressure, just get it out of my head and, and really just go fishing because that, a lot of the sport's all mental. If you could just, you know, eliminate a lot of that mental, you know, cloudiness in your head, you just fish a lot more cleaner and, you know, I, the morning of day three, I actually, you know, I caught my first fish, put it in the boat, and I lost my next two. And kind of was getting, not spun out, but I was just kind of feeling that uh, pressure a little bit. But I just told myself, this is the only pattern you got going. This is the only area you got going. You got all day to do it. So just go to work. And that's that's kind of what I did. Um, and, the, and the fish the final day just weren't eating as well. I think it was because of that cloud cover. Which is funny because most of the time when you're throwing reaction baits and whatnot, you really want that cloud cover and disturbance on the water for clear water. But And, and what I figured out is those fish on, on those clear reservoirs like that, they, they see the sun like 300 days out of the year or right. more. And when you have those clouds come in, they're just not used to it and they don't feed as well. And, you know, it rained on us a little bit in the morning. And then it just stayed cloudy all day. And I think that's why they didn't bite as well. Because uh, I was losing a few fish. And most of the fish I was catching, they were just barely hooked. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was cool. And what was crazy, too, is, you know, mid-morning or close to noon, I was, you know, making some hurls. I hadn't gotten bit in like an hour. And then all of a sudden, make a cast, get it halfway to the boat, and uh, get stopped. And I got a fish on. I'm reeling it in. I'm like, that, that feels like a pretty good one. My coach got the net, and he screams at me. He's like, "Dude, you got two on!" And I'm like, "No way!" <laughs> and I get, the, I get, I see it, and I get him close to the boat. One's a five pound largemouth, another's a three pound smallmouth. And oh. I'm trying to get him up in the boat, and the smallmouth pops off, which is mm. fine because I didn't, you know, my smallmouth one was a little bigger than that one. And I got the largemouth in, and I'm like, "Okay, maybe this is kind of meant to be," because that never happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> So that was that was pretty special. That was pretty cool. That's uh, that's awesome. So six in points got you qualified for uh, the championship over on Pickwick, which is I mean that's that's our neck of the woods over here where we are. So uh, coming up at the end of October, so gotta be looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the to Pickwick. I I fished Pickwick once uh, back in my college days, and you know I, I fished a few of the other Tennessee River lakes, and I just love going back there and fishing those reservoirs like that and should be at a, you know exciting time in october or beginning of november to get out there it's full-fledged full season so i'm really looking forward to get out there yeah it, it could be good so qualified for pickwick and qualified for the pro circuit so have you uh have you decided what you're going to do for 2022 no i haven't decided yet still got some decisions to make uh you know we'll see what we'll see uh what comes in the next few weeks as far as you know some sponsors and things like that because uh there's a pretty big expense doing that so you have got to make sure i can be able to afford it sure well i mean you're living where you live that's that's quite a haul to each and every event i know you know tie on a lot i got a lot of guys that do it and and do it well but um you got to be in the right place to be able to make that happen don't you 
Exactly, exactly. Yeah, being out in Northern California makes it a little tricky traveling way out there, but it's all fun. That's uh, that's awesome. So, yeah, when I when I texted you uh, earlier this week, you said this should work with your day job. What is your day job? What do you do for a living? I work in ag consulting. Um, I've been doing this for the last five years uh, out of a small private consulting company out of Sacramento. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a good time. That's uh, that's awesome. David, what you got? Um, I didn't get a chance to research this, so I do apologize. But uh, for uh, since you're talking about October, fishing in October, um, the U.S. Opens come up in two weeks or so. Are you, do you plan on fishing that event, or have you fished that event in the past as well? No, I've never fished it, but I, I'd love to fish it. But uh, I just got with work and everything. I just can't get the time off. You know, my my job that I do, uh, they they allow me to take those you know the free toilet series off work and you know be able to fish the championship. Uh, which is huge, but, you know, outside of that, it, it makes it tricky getting, you know, extra weeks off of work. So, unfortunately, I won't be able to make that, but it should be a good event. Sure. Go ahead, David. And my, my last question for me is uh, just there's a lot of – we know there's a lot of hammers that have come out from the West. Uh, because for you, since you're a younger guy, what are there certain guys that you looked up to that have inspired you in your fishing career? Yeah, like guys like – like Brent Ayler, I've looked up to him since I was super young, and Pete Reese, he he's not too far, you know, he lives up in Auburn, which is like 20 minutes from me, and Dustin Lucas, which is, uh, he's born and raised in Folsom, which is literally, you know, 15 minutes away. You can't, you, uh, all those you can't count there. Lucas, he's a Bama kid now, you can't count Lucas, right? <laughs> yeah. he, he's here with us. He so. can still look up to him, though. come on, <laughs> you're Chris. Right. You're yeah. right, so, no, that's funny. Yeah, but I mean, like Jared Linder, I mean, all these guys out here, they're all such good fishermen and there's i mean a ton of guys that could easily go pro uh and fish for a living back to back east that are out here the fisheries we have are so versatile and uh we you know have all three species and you know pretty much trophies of all three species too but it's it's really cool uh to see when when someone goes pro and gets out there to see how they do because most of the time they do pretty well well you know looking at Looking at this list of guys that fished, you know, on the western side of the Toyotas, dude, you you got a, a pretty good, pretty good group of anglers in this deal. So winning back to back, that's no, that's no small feat. It, it's not like you've won a, a Tuesday night, you know, you know, club derby or fruit jar, you know, back to back weeks. This is this is a big deal. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it's pretty crazy. I really don't think it hasn't sunk in yet much because you know since the Havasu when I driving back home, you know, 11 hours and then hop back in the truck and I'm down, you know, six hours away from home out of town all week for work. So I've been kind of grinding my way <laughs> the last few days. Uh, but answering, you know, all the calls and family and friends, I mean, it's, it's awesome. I, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, definitely riding the wave for as long as I can. Well, can you ride it to a three peat and, um, a championship win? I sure hope so. I mean, if you go back to back, you got to try to go for the free feet, right? That's it. That's right. So that's right. So, well, bud, uh, congratulations on the win. Thank you for your time tonight. Oh, sorry, Kenneth. Every damn time, Kenneth, you do this to me. What you got? <laughs> well, I, I was I was done with tournament questions, but there's still we don't get the opportunity to talk to guys from the West, and I've got some things that that I want to ask him and get his opinion on to try to learn something here. I'm. I'm, I'm I'm trying not to not get the kid fired from work and, you know, and okay, go ahead. Sorry. Just, maybe this won't take long. 
Okay, so look, we, we hear a lot about the fact that a lot of these major tournament trails don't go out west enough. You know, really now you, you the Toyota Series is probably the biggest tournament you have, you know, from a, from an organization that's primarily from the east side of the east and southern part of the United States. But I've noticed, I went back and looked, um, I, you know, this year, the uh, the amount of boaters for the Western Division was less, a little bit less than half of the the lowest amount from any of the other divisions. You guys mm-hmm. averaged about 66 boats per tournament. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's down. I went back the last three or four years. Now, some of this could be COVID related because I know that affects some of the, some of the other divisions as well. Um, but, you know, the last three years, it's actually gone down um, by a decent amount. Um, can you kind of give us an idea of why that is? I mean, is it, is it because there just aren't the amount of anglers? Is it, is it the distance between the tournaments? Um, is there something, you know, local that kind of makes it hard, hard to gain more interest? Give us an idea of what it is that maybe the hurdles are that keep some of these organizations from going out there more often. Yeah. For me, you know, I don't, I don't get into too much as far as uh, diving too deep into that, but I, I really think it's, uh, we don't have as many tournament anglers as the Southeast and Midwest uh, does. Um, our region is so large, it, it takes a lot for somebody to do a lot of this traveling. So for, for someone like me, you know, for me to go to Havasu, it's 11 hours, right? And that's really not too bad compared to a lot of people. I know guys in Washington, it takes them 16 hours or more to get down there. Uh, you know, my buddy Wade Curtis traveling from Idaho takes him for a very long time. And then you have a lot of guys from Arizona that want to come to Clear Lake or the Delta. It's that same 10 to 12 hour drive. So it spreads it out and it's a really, really big expense, uh, seeing that it is in California with fuel and all these other things going on. Uh, and then I think too, we just don't have as many, you know, serious tournament anglers, uh, out here. And on top of it, I think in the last couple of years, the tournament scene, it has gotten, uh, somewhat large in a sense that we have you know three or four other organizations promoting pro-am tournaments and i think what happens is these tournaments kind of wash out some of the dates uh for anglers to jump into um so you know for you know a working class guy you know someone like myself it's tough for me to fish you know all three of these tournaments and then go to the championship and then also want to fish all the one bass tournaments you know, that, that, that adds up a lot of weeks getting off work. Uh, so it kind of eliminates weekends for guys and, and weeks for guys to get out and do it. But, I mean, long story short, I really just don't think we have as many permanent guys as, as, as they do back in the southeast. I think that's really what it comes down to. Okay. okay. You, that answer your question, Kenneth? I, I think it did. Okay. okay. Well, is, is there anything in your opinion that could be done that, that Mike could, could help um, help change that, or maybe help help it grow. I mean, you guys have some fantastic fisheries, and and I think I think maybe more opportunities could help grow that. But is is there is there a way to try to make that happen? Yeah, one thing I noticed is having some of these tournament organizations kind of come together and plan their dates out. Because I noticed this year and last year, some of them kind of crossed paths, and you kind of had to pick and choose, which really hurt you know both organizations in a sense. So you could kind of pick uh, pick the dates right and, you know, 
having an even flow throughout the year, I think numbers will be a lot larger, especially, you know, for Major League Fishing and One Bass and other organizations out here. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I don't know, really, to be honest with you. It's, uh, with, you know, the, the college series and things like that the last few years for newer anglers coming up, it's been a bummer because California, you know, the school systems has kind of shut down the clubs getting out getting right. out of town to fish these college tournaments. So these anglers, these younger kids that want to fish college tournaments aren't being able to do it. And that's kind of the stepping stone to go to the toilet series like I did because uh, I fished all the collegiate stuff back in the day. And, and those kids aren't really having an opportunity around to do it. But, yeah, I mean, there, there's probably a mixture of a few different things. Uh, that can help out for sure. Probably use a little more water out there too, KG. Yeah, we definitely need a little water. <laughs> Clear Lake is that exactly at a glass ramp on the entire lake right now. Uh, Shafta is basically a pond. Orville's really, really low. I mean, it's sad a lot of our see. lakes are shut down right now, which is a total bummer. Yeah. Um, so hopefully uh, we get the state of California to do the, do the rain dance to fill it back up. There you go. There you go. Well, Bo, we'll let you get back to work. Thanks so much again for your time. Congratulations on the win. And uh, looking forward to maybe putting a, a, a face with a name come Pickwick when you're over here at the end of the month. So Right on. I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a blast. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, bud. Have a good one. You too. Well, guys, there he is. <clears throat> Andrew Loberg, your winner on Havasu. And, uh, you know, all around good guy. I like I like guys like that, right? Guys like us fish all week, work all weekend, win a couple of derbies back to back. I bet, I bet he goes if he three peats, right? If he goes one, two, three and wins championship, that's gonna make a decision to go to the pro circuit pretty easy, I would imagine. Well, that check he gets from that championship will make that decision a little <laughs> well, easier. That's too. what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That'll help fund the next year. That's or right. Two. That's exactly right. So we appreciate Andrew and his time. Uh, make sure you look him up on the social channels. Follow along and uh, get to know him. I imagine we're going to be seeing a lot of him coming out of the West. That's the thing to me, and just a little sidebar here is we see a lot of guys, you know, coming out of the Southeast, Arkansas, Alabama, Mississippi, you know, Louisiana. That's coming to the next hot state, Texas. A lot of those guys, you know, picking up, taking over for – you know, some of the guys that are working their way out the door, or should I say need to work their way out the door in some. We don't see that many guys come out of the West. Roy Hawk came out, then moved to MLF, and now, you know, we don't see him much of him anymore. And nothing against Roy, it's just what it is. But we're starting, you know, we're not seeing that influx of young guys coming out of the West, to my knowledge, that I can that I can see coming out, kind of taking the spots of guys that are eventually going to work their way out the door. So, Andrew's got a good one. Uh, excited to see him come up in the sport and see what he ends up doing. So, 27, looks like he's 17. Check out his Facebook. You'll see what I'm saying. There's no way that child's 27 years old. I'm just going to a break. We come back. We'll do some pickings. I feel like IsoChill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue. And a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort. IsoChill, honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. 
Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. (laughs) I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Time for the You Pick 'em part of the show where the Sports and Warehouse Bass wrap up part of the show. I just read my sheet, David. Sorry. Brought to you by Unarmed Apparel, makers of ISO Chill. Stay cool and comfortable and on the water longer this summer. Under Armour ISO Chill starting to get a little bit chilly in the ISO Chill. David's like, uh huh, getting cold up here, right? Take out the hoodies, check out the fleas, check out the stuff they got on uafish.com. Got some pretty badass stuff. Make sure you check them out. All right, DX. What we got? Oh, you kind of hinted it earlier. I ain't hinting nothing. Be. You just you just do your thing, my man. So. Uh, makes me kind of nervous, kind of reading these results. I don't know if I. I mean, I've I've no. been fortunate to have this trophy up here for two months as well. So oh, CB seems awfully excited to get this. I thing. am. You're right. I'm. I'm, is he going to uh, come from way behind? I am. Uh, I am. You know what, KG? Stay in your lane, bro. So let's go. Let's 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 uh, let's rock and roll there. I ain't used that one in a while, so that's pretty good. All right. So, okay. All right. So our first uh, you pick them's results of the week is the Bassmaster Open. The was it the Southern? Right, the Southern. The last Southern Open on Lake Norman, and I thought it was a rather tough, but I guess. Cody Hole did good enough. He caught 40 pounds and four ounces to take the win. He led from day two, I believe, as well. But 40 pounds and four ounces to take the W on Lake Norman. 40 pounds and four. David, do you know what you picked on that one? I thought it was like 30-something, like 35 or 36. KG, do you know what you had on that one? Yeah, 32 and a half. Okay. Yeah, I was a little higher. I was over 40. But, uh, David, you actually picked 40.1. 40 pounds, one ounce on that one. So. 40 pounds, one ounce got you not only the you pick a win, but wow. also also wow. the AC win. How about Uh-oh. that? How about that? So Timestamp might come in, huh? It sounds like. Do what now? <laughs> the timestamp might have to come into play this week, it sounds like, huh? Boy, talk about putting the cart before the horse on this deal. My God. We, yeah, we're, hold, we, hold, hold up a little bit. We've talked about one damn tournament, and you're already taking home the damn trophy. What the hell? I'm looking at the bigger prize. I've got, the, I've got this one. I'm going, I'm going to the next one. You, know, you got to move from one to the other. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and go to uh, to the tell you I won't have a Come on, Act like you've been there before. Uh, exactly. Act like you've done this before, damn it. Let's go, you know? <laughs> Jeez, All three. right, so we go to the MLF Toyota Series Southern event, um, so the Western Toyota event on Lake Havasu, and <laughs> Andrew Loberg, our guest for tonight, caught 59 pounds and 14 ounces over three days of fishing to take the W. Okay. Uh, Ron Farmer with 54.12 grabs the you pick him on that. And you know what, David? Just because 
I'm just not going to tell you. We're going to leave it. I'm not going to tell the points for the AC until the end because I, I don't I don't appreciate you jumping the gun like you just did. So you got me excited. You know what? It's September's about you've to end. got the damn trophy. Why are you so excited? <laughs> I'm on a roll for once. Got some luck in my way. I'm on, a, I'm on a roll for once, he says, KG. <laughs> so, all right. So I screwed the pooch on this one, and the uh, National Bass West on Havasu is not on Havasu. It wasn't, didn't even happen last weekend. So, yeah, it could have been me too. I could have probably updated it, and then they yeah, probably could have changed the stuff sometime yeah. between uh yeah so but so. next up we have the angler's quest individual championship which is a two-day event on sam rayburn Jimmy's John! Right, <laughs> and the i love sound with- effects because david can't handle it right you do a sound <laughs> effects and he's got to stop and listen and laugh about it so sorry all right angler's quest yeah. on rayburn <laughs> Sure. So Angler's Quest on Sam Rayburn was won by Marshall Hughes. He caught 35-12 to take the win there. Okay. Don Estes comes in with 34-35 for the win in the U Pick'em. So that um, that's a pretty cool deal there. So good good points for Don Estes. And, again, I'm not telling the U Pick'em, the AC points, because I'm – Still pissed. Still still hurt over that one, David. So, all right. <laughs> Collins Bass Classic on the Chowan River. All right. So, that again, it seems everyone's trying to wrap up their 2021 season. So, uh, the winning weight there was 37-1, with, uh, won by the team of Cliff Jenkins and Randy Jenkins. 37-1. Jenkins squared, 37-1 for that. Um, Billy Lawson grabs the win with 36-1. So, uh, in uh, in that one, so big win for for Billy. Be more on Billy here in just a few minutes. So, all right, what else we got? Mm. All right, so another championship, the Fishman's Choice Team Tournament uh, Championship. Oh, do I have the right event? Actually, I don't have that. I got the 2019 one. I'm gonna need you to help me out with that on CB. Yeah. Well, on the uh, on which event? The text was it the text event? Was that right? No, the yeah, Fishman's. Uh, Choice team championship. I think I got that wrong. And that one didn't happen either. So, okay. That one did not happen either. So, all we've got left is the uh, the Bass Nation kayak event on uh, lacrosse. So, yep. That was on the Mississippi River and my neck of the woods somewhat. And the winner there with 85 and a half inches was Jim Davis. Okay. Uh, grabbing that win and tying our leaders in the U Pickums. Billy Lawson goes back to back on events with 85-45 on that one. That all of a sudden you David was here. Then he got to like here, and now he's like right. He's down at the bottom of the barrel. So 35 85-45 for the win there. Uh so what that gives us, that gives us a tie between David Wilder, Billy Lawson. And David Jean in the overall, in the overall you pick them for September. But let's go back to the AC you pick them real quick. We'll come back to the tiebreaker here in just a few minutes. Let's go back to the uh, to the regular deal coming into this event. Well, it was it was pretty. I mean, it was wide open. Michelle had a pretty good lead over us, and um, being tied for third, actually second, being tied for second. On the Angler's Channel, you pick them. Myself, Kenneth Grover, Michelle, like I said, 
Where's my button? Hang on. Where's my button? There it is right there. David Jong, three in a row. He wins it. He wins it. Gets to keep the AC. AC Bass stays up north, KG. We got I, listen, KG, I love you, and I applaud you for playing all four weeks this time, this month. Keep it up, bro. We got one more month to go. October is our finale, right? We're going to kill it in October, and then we'll, we're going to reformat it for January, and then we'll go a lot longer next year. But, you know, October is our final month. But let's get back to David Wilder, David Jong, and Billy Lawson. Okay? You ready for it? Coming in by a mere, a mere, literally a minute and a half, the September You Pick em trophy will forever reign with David Jean. Wow. Ooh, yes. Yes. Now he's got two, KG. Two. <laughs> That head, look, look, head, that head just grew. You see it blow up right there and just all of a sudden. Something I've done before Kenneth Grover does. But, but, Jong, you get the trophy. David Wilder, you win the Under Armour gift card worth 200. I ain't giving you clothes, David. You get it, right? David Wilder, you get the uh, beat out Billy Lawson. You get, you were second. You're going to grab the, uh, the UA gift card. So be on the lookout for an email from me. We'll get you fixed up with that. David Jean gets the trophy. Congratulations, buddy. I'll ship this to you sometime. I don't know when, whenever I find time. So, but uh, yeah, got the trophy coming for you, bud. Proud of you. Congratulations. Um, Thing is sexy. Sexy. That's that's for you, buddy. But big winners. You know, we had a lot of points in this deal. Uh, KG had a point. David Rose, James Royal, Doug Rogers, James Rice, Brandon Black. Hunter Ferris, Jim Benz, Michael Hunt, Brian Wilson, Ron Farmer, and Don Estes, all with a point apiece. Brendan Black, who won July, I believe, sent me a, an email today. Said, "Hey, you need to post the, um, you need to post the points, right? You know, in the email or you know, on the each the you pick an email that goes out. Post the winners from the previous week and the points and." And uh, so we know where we're at, how where we stand, right? And I'm like, Ooh. okay, well, you can listen to this show when you find out where you are, where you stand, right? We got you right here. It's all right here on the English Channel Insider Podcast. But, yep, so a good one there. So uh, congratulations. October will be our final month this year for the You Pick'ems. Um, then we'll kick back off again in January when everything kind of kicks back up. But we'll uh, finish it up here in October. So one more month. And we're going to kick off the month with – the NPFL, their final uh, event will be over on Grand Lake. Three-day event starting on Thursday. Uh, pounds and ounces. Make sure you get your picks in there. The Palmetto Bass Center, or uh, their championship event, two-day event on Lake Kiwi. Uh, that's pounds and hundreds. Your Mr. Bass of Arkansas over in the Arkansas River. That's a two-day event. All these are two-day events except for the NPFL. It's a three-day event. Mr. Bass, Arkansas River, uh, two-day event, pounds and hundreds. Outlaw Outdoors on Rayburn, their championship, uh, two-day event, pounds and hundreds. And then, of course, Big Bass Bash. That's on Lake of the Ozarks. That's a two-day event, but that's a big bass event. So make sure you're reading the uh, directions carefully. And the BFL on Choo Choo, uh, the BFL Choo Choo, excuse me, on Gunnersville Cage. You could be fishing that one, two-day event. And then the BFL Great Lakes on lacrosse. That's a two-day event as well. Those are both pounds and ounces. And like they say, 
Oh, sorry, that's the wrong one. Where'd he go? I just had it. <laughs> what did what what? Hang on. Where did what did where did? Oh, I, I thought I had it. Where did it? Boy, I tell you what, I gotta work on. And may the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> and if they're not, then you get that one. So you get the old uh, the old bell there. So that uh, good times coming there. Make sure you get your picks in Wednesday the 29th by midnight. Get your picks in, and we'll be ready to roll. So congratulations to all the winners there, David. Congratulations to you again. Hell of a deal, awesome brother. Job. Proud of you, man. Really, really proud of you. So, all right. What did we learn this week, guys? Anything? Well, the uh, you just spoke of a minute ago. The National Professional Fishing League um, has started to announce additional anglers that will what? join the tour. Where have I been? Next year. What the? What? Where have I been? Where is you this? You know how they do these Facebook live shows when they're on site. You know during the week. Yeah. They're they're announcing a few of them every night. Okay, so talk to me. Who we so, got? So, I think it was uh, six or seven of them were announced. I think it's seven, seven, and six. I think's how they're doing it. Um, so, I think seven of them were announced last night, seven of them tonight, and six tomorrow night. So, who was announced last night? Um, well, I was just looking for a list to see if they were listed. Um, the names that I remember, um, Quentin Capo. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I like series it. Angle. I like um, it. Todd Goad. Okay, that's a good kind one. From that uh, East Tennessee area. Um, there was a guy from, uh, the last name was Atkins from somewhere up north. Supposed to be a smallmouth guru. Um, that's all I remember off the top of my head. Uh, but you kind of have to listen to the whole thing. They kind of announce it in the middle of it. So, okay. All right. Uh, I have not heard the other the other shows to see who the other ones are. Okay. Well, supposedly just... 20 guys that they already have ready to go for next year. And they kind of alluded to the fact that, hey, if there's a few other guys that don't renew for next year, there may be a few more opens. Okay, so they're planning to have a uh, plan to have a full field. So they talk like they could easily have a full field next year. Yeah, yes. you know, Al talked about that on last week's show that they plan on having a full field. So that's going to be uh, that's be a good deal. I'm on their uh, their Facebook page now. I just sent. Um, just sent Al a text. Uh, I don't know that he's going to respond to me, but you never know. We'll see what what happens in the next few minutes, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. But uh, just looking through some of their uh, their comments here, seeing what, seeing if anything changes or you know whatnot. But we'll get those uh, we'll get those names. We'll get a list going, and uh, we'll make that happen uh, pretty quick for you guys. Uh, David, what else did you learn besides Ken Block going back to Audi? Going to he's going back, but he. Yeah, but uh, let's see here. Um, I don't know if it's really anything that's worthwhile. I, I think it was kind of just more stupid Listen, stuff. Listen, anybody that wins both sides of this this event and three <laughs> in a row out from under KG, it's worthwhile. Bring it. I was going to say, so, you know, like, uh, so fortunately, though, I guess, thanks to CB and uh, uh, all the guys over at Angler's Channel, all the guys and gals at Angler's Channel. Um, so I, I, guess, I guess this year, you know, we have a TV show that runs a discovery channel. So my son, he's a seven year old kid. He's a very big goof head. And I, uh, I have a feeling he's going like, to go into the entertainment industry. It's just, he's just a goof head. And the, I the, feel that he's a good entertainment industry or the kind where he comes uh, home with dollars. I don't know. I, you, you, <laughs> at this, I, 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 I dread it. And I, I hope that I don't, I didn't raise like a class clown. Not that there's nothing wrong with the class clown, but I'm like, man, I'm hoping that so far he hasn't gotten in trouble yet, but a lot of people kind of get a kick out of him. But 
Um, so I've got the shows recorded on DVR. So for those that, you know, um, you can, you can also, I think we have them up on YouTube, but uh, so I was watching some of the uh, reruns, oh, rerun, my recorded English channel bass wrap up stuff on yeah. YouTube. So you've, been, saying, hey, you've been quite the star on, on the, on the <laughs> bass wrap star, up this right? year. So. But uh, my son goes, hey, I, can I be on TV? I, I want to be like you. I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. So, but yeah, that's it. My son just likes the fact that he, he sees his, his uh, dad doing his stuff on TV. So, yeah. So I did get a response from Al. I see the reaction. <laughs> Is that a good reaction or a bad reaction? I can't say online what I want, live what I want to say right now. Let me just say something. I want to just tell you this. That bar went from pretty good to holy shit. That's all they I seem say. pretty jacked up about it. I can't they, believe they were, I can't they were believe, announcing them in alphabetical order. So. I can't. Be, well, I can't believe you missed this one, KG, from not watching it. So one through seven were announced Monday night, right? One through seven Monday night. Gary Atkins, Quentin. Yes. Capo, Daryl Davis, Todd Goad, Buddy Gross. I didn't hear that name. Number six, Greg Hackney. Number seven, Justin Kimmel. That was Monday night. Tonight, Tuesday night, as we record this, 8 through 14 will be announced. Brad Knight. Number nine, Logan Millsaps. Number 10, Rick Mitchell. Number 11, Brandon Mosley. Number 12, Cody Parker. 13, Adam Savage. 14, Dustin Smith. Those are your new 14 anglers coming into the National Professional Fishing League. And there will be six more that will there be There will be six more that will be yes, announced. Yes. And I will tell you, though, holy shit. <laughs> holy shit. That's all I'm going to say. Stay tuned. Anglerschannel.com. It's about to get real on the National Professional Fishing League. It is about to get real. So pretty damn cool deal for them. And, is this, um, is, I mean, is this going to prove the old saying, build it and they will come? Um, yeah, yeah. The great, the cool thing about it is, right, is you look at this and you've got guys that can fish the elites. They, they want to fish more, right? You want to fish more. They don't want to fish against 250 guys in an open, but they'll go fish against 125 on the NPFL. They don't want to go back to the other side and fish the dark side, right? They want to fish something worth it. Right. They can do that. That's Elite Series, NPFL, Opens guys, PC guys that are in there. So, I mean, just mind blown. You know, it's kind of like, what's that? Where did it go that – that's my head right now. Ready? One more time. That's my, you know, when I, when, when this came through, he said, for your eyes only, right there. Killed it. Just bam. I will share with you two offline. 
the ones that be announced tonight, Wednesday night. Go ahead, David. So I don't know I, I, that list of names. That's pretty interesting. I feel that like, well, so what we said this year, like what all these BPT guys fishing PC events, and you know, it, I guess they reinvigorated, reinvigorated some of their careers or their their fishing. And I, you know, with hearing you say Greg Hackney, it reminds me of that year where he won AOY. Was it 2016, where he fished both the tour and and the elites and i mean it's i think it, the more you fish the more you're in tune i think hackney's gonna have a i don't know he had a good year this year but i, I have a feeling 2022 hackney's coming out just i don't know he, yeah. he likes to fish he, yep. he performs better when he's doing it consistently yep. and talking about raising the bar for npfl across the board raising the bar and and the whole thing just get elevated so congratulations to well, uh, to those guys. I mean, while you're at it, kudos to the guys that jumped in the first year. Absolutely. I mean, don't don't forget those guys signed up and they didn't know a schedule. They knew very little information and they signed up for it. So and, that, that you know, they're the ones that will help reap the benefits as this thing grows. And obviously, you know, big names jumping in is going to give it more more eyes looking at it, more coverage. Right. It's just going to help it grow. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to help it grow. It, and it does prove the point that when they started is there is a there is a need, there is a want, there is a place for this. Yes, absolutely. No, you're exactly right. So congratulations to those guys. Stay tuned tonight, Wednesday night, for the uh, for the final five that will be announced to round out the, uh, the 25 uh, or the 20, excuse me, that they're bringing in that will be part of the National Professional Fishing League in 2022. So very excited to hear that. I just sent uh, Al back a, a very um, – two-worded holy shit type of text so um it's it's incredible so i know he's excited about that so um folks hell of a show been a lot of fun thanks for checking out this week's uh angler channel insider podcast make sure you let us know what you think about the show or these npfl names um andrew loberg any of those make sure you talk to us about the show about what's going on in the fishing world in your part of the country 256-535-3217 that's the Exxon Hotline brought to you by Trickstep. Make sure you shoot us a text, leave us a voicemail. Uh, we always want to hear from you guys, and we absolutely love it when you guys do that. So please make sure you chime in with that. 256-535-3217, Exxon Hotline brought to you by Trickstep. On behalf of our guest tonight, oh, but I forgot to mention this. What I learned this week, Joe Lee's going to be a dad. Congratulations to, uh, to the Lee's. My sound effects were never where I want them. Sound effects elsewhere. Joe Lee, going to be a dad. Congratulations. Uh, got a little boy coming in October. So, talk about keeping that sort of quiet. Old Kristen, she kept her mouth shut on that deal. I mean, she just, all of a sudden, there's a picture with her and swallowed a beach ball. Like, what the hell? So, uh, congratulations to them. Excited for them. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be good. So, on behalf of our guest, Mr. Andrew Loberg, your Western champ for the Delta and Havasu. Great kid. I swear he's 18. He ain't 27. But uh, on behalf of him for the AC Circus, I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless good fishing. Buckle that life jacket up. Make sure that cartridge is full. Put <laughs> <laughs> that kill switch up. Y'all be safe. I'll take it first. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource. 